Today's episode of the Gaucho Nine podcast is brought to you by our three exceptional presenting sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out in Goleta and Santa Barbara. You can visit their website, kyleskitchen.com backslash giving back to make a donation to a great cause. Kyle's Kitchen, good people and good food. We're also brought to you by a guy with a truck junk removal, locally owned, licensed and insured, serving Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Hit up a guy with a truck junk removal for a free no obligations quote, 805-689-1413. And also Smart Office Interiors, a proud sponsor of UCSB Baseball. We are your local source for community commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, private companies, and a home office. And hey, a great couch setup at the ballpark as well. They got couches in the cages. They got couches in the clubhouse. They got couches in the team rooms as well. They offer full service solutions that include design, planning, and installation. Hit up Smart Office Interiors, 805-965-8585. Smart Office Interiors. All right, Happy New Year to all you Gaucho fans out there. My name is Kevin Cannon. We are back in 2022, getting ready for the start of the 2022 season here in just over four weeks. But before we get to that, we have Alumni Weekend. It's every Gaucho's favorite weekend of the year. You get to come back to Santa Barbara. You get to go to O'Malley's. You get to hang out at the ballpark. And you get to see what is in store for the Gauchos for the upcoming season. A lot of talent on this 2022 team, Coach Checkets, Coach Ferg, Dylan Jones, Spencer Erdman are uh, rearing to get things going, and we are excited to have all the alumni back in Santa Barbara again after missing last year. We got golf coming up this weekend. That's on Saturday. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet or made your foursome, please do so. You can visit the website, ucsbgouches.com, to get all information on the golf tournament and uh, the Gauchos are going to be scrimmaging, so you can come out to the yard, have some social hour, and uh, and watch the Gauchos play before they kick off their season in a few weeks. So for Alumni Weekend, and for this podcast, we have two Gaucho alums who graduated in 2019. They will be here this weekend. We've got Tommy Jew, who was picked by the Cardinals, just finished his first full season after rehabbing his leg, and uh, had a great year. Uh making a couple stops along uh, the single-A track for Tommy. So we caught up with him, and then we sat down with Jack Dashwood, who was picked by the Angels in 2019, and he was up to AAA uh, over the summer, also his first full professional season. Remember, all the minor leaguers missed out on the 2020 summer. So that's what we got on tap for today. This episode, we got Tommy Jew and then Jack Dashwood on this episode of the Gotcha 9 podcast. Please sit back and enjoy. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Kirtley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman. Wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. Okay, my first guest 
on this Alumni Weekend podcast is none other than Tommy Jew. He was a gaucho between 2015 and 2019. He was a Big West champion, and he was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in 2019. And in his gaucho career, 164 games, Tommy. So you almost you played two more games in a full major league season. 186 hits, 20 homers, 111 RBIs, 41 stolen bases, 297 average, and you slugged 478. That's pretty healthy. For uh, you also scored 108 runs. That's that's pretty good for a for a full season, wouldn't you say? It's not a bad not a bad season. Would have been nice to get get a, a three in front of the average, but you know that's that's nitpicking at that point. I'm pr- I'm pretty happy with how it went. Yeah, we'll 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 get there one day. Well, you're on here because you've been spending a lot of time at the ballpark recently. Within the last uh, you know two months, you're um, you're here in Santa Barbara for the off season, and you've been a presence. You were helping us out with some some recruiting video stuff, talking about your experience as a gaucho, and we wanted to bring you on the podcast to cover that a little bit more and check in with how you're doing. Because it's been a, a crazy two and a half years to be a professional baseball player, especially one who broke his leg his senior year and is now dealing with a lockout for the first time. So let's start first with how your first season was and what you've been doing here in the off season. What have been some of your goals? Oh, the first season, uh, it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, as I expected it to be, hadn't played in, you know, about 23 months, I think it was so almost two full years. Um, so that was, that was definitely a big milestone for me was just to get back onto the field. Um, and then once it started, it was all trying to get the feeling back of being out on the field and being out there for four or five hours and, and, you know, getting treatment done after the game and warming up before the game, it, it, the whole entire process was, um, definitely felt foreign to start but um once we got through the middle of the season about 50 60 games in it started to come back to me and um swing started to feel better and you know game action started to feel better and um but besides that it, it was definitely definitely a roller coaster definitely a process um but i'm excited to have one completed uh, I went through two different levels, started in low A, ended up in high A out in Peoria, Illinois, if you've heard of it. Um, I'm sure some of the people have not, as I hadn't before I went there. Um, but ended up in Peoria, uh, met a lot of great people. Uh, I'm excited for this next year. So um, the goals have just been really to tighten up some things in the swing, um, learn from the mistakes I made this year, uh, always to get bigger, faster, stronger, um, and just really, really fine tune, you know, what is my profession now? It's my job. So, um, even though we're not in season, there's always room to get better in the off season. Um, and that's why I'm at that field every day, you know, saying hi to you every morning. Two years in between games. I feel like you're the gaucho version of Clay Thompson. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it really felt like that. It was, it was rehab. Then it was, uh, kind of a just like clay did where he was coming back from the torn ACL and then towards Achilles where it was like, for me, it was like coming back and then Corona hit, you know, thankfully I didn't have another injury, but 
um, you know, we have this pandemic and I take a whole nother year off and then it comes back through again and you're just, you know, praying, please just start on time, be normal. And thankfully, thankfully it did. Yeah. So you've had a lot of things to juggle. So coming out of college, after you get drafted, you had surgery, you're rehabbing your leg. So you miss all of that 2019 season, right? That summer, then pandemic comes March, 2020. There's no minor league season for 2020. Then you get your first pro season in, and now you're dealing with a lockout. And yes, it affects not only the major leaguers, but it trickles down to the minor leaguers. And from what I understand, you're not allowed to interact with your coaches. So how has that been juggling all of those things? I know we just covered a little bit of it, but that's kind of a, a raucous start to a pro career. So how are you handling it mentally and physically? Yeah, mentally, it really, it really has taught me to stay, you know, as even keel as I can. Um, you can't get too high and you can't get too low as you go. It's easier said than done. Uh, I definitely rode the highs and rode the lows um, of the whole thing. But um, that's kind of been the biggest lesson during this process is, you know, especially when, you know, I was coming back from rehab and, you know, things didn't go that well. Um, my, my, I broke my tibia and my fibula. So um, about three or four months in, I was still having a lot of pain. Um, and it turns out my fibula didn't heal properly. And so I had to take another six weeks and use uh, an ultrasound machine to get some bone stimulation in there. So um, there was about a month and a half, two month delay there. Um, and then I was just itching to get back on the field. And, you know, we take, uh, we're a month late after we went out there already. Um, they send us home and then it's, you know, a month delayed and then it's another month delayed. And so they were just kind of keeping us on, uh, on the edge of our seats the whole time, uh, which kind of just wore me out. Wore all of us out. Uh, we talked about it a lot where we were thankful that we had a place to work out um, during the whole process and um, just try to keep our, our minds and bodies sharp, but it wore us out. Um, just, just training and not knowing what was going on last year. And then we go through a full season, go through this off season. And now there's a lot of questions in the air of, you know, what's going to happen this season. And, you know, I, I I'm thinking they're going to get it done. There's a lot of games to be played and money to be made. So it, it should work out. But it, at this point, you know, I'm kind of ready for anything. I, I've seen what I think is hopefully I've seen it all. But um, at this point, it's, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time because th th that's about all I can do. Well, you kind of started to segue to not my next question, but the question after that. So I do wanted to ask you about coming here to train because all Gaucho <laughs> alumni have a home here in Santa Barbara to come train. They can use the cage. They can use the bullpens, the weight room, all of that stuff. But first, I want to ask you what what are some of the differences that you've noticed between college ball and pro ball? So the baseball on the field and the stuff that goes on off the field to get yourself ready? I think the biggest difference is um, kind of the independence of it. Uh, I think if you're looking, we'll start outside the field, you know, all the routines on your own. Um, every choice you make is, is your own choice um, for the most part. And, you know, how early you show up to the field, you know, what you eat that day, um, you know, what kind of treatment you get how you warm up, how you play catch for the most part is all on your own. 
Um, and then how you take care of yourself after the game. Um, you know, it, it, it's a really all on you and that's part of being a pro that's part of being a professional. And that was definitely something I had to learn and something I'm still learning about is what works for me, what's going to make me the best baseball player um, possible. And then on the field, it's, it's a lot of the same talent. Um, but definitely at the professional level, it's uh, more consistent across the board. Um, very rarely do you run into um, a good starting pitcher. And then after, you know, there's a couple average relievers, you know, it's usually a great starting pitcher and then a great relief pitcher and then a first round closer. It's just kind of, it, it's pretty consistent all, all over the board. Um, you definitely got to be ready to go at all times. There's no real games or, you know, innings or pitchers as a hitter, you know, that you take off and, and um, take for granted. So I think the talent across the board has kind of been the biggest thing. And then as I moved up to high A, uh, I was one of the older guys in college, obviously my last year. And so you move up to high A, um, there's a lot of 24, 25, 26 year olds. I had a 30 year old on my team. Um, so it's, uh, you start to feel like, wow, like these are, these guys have been around the block. They know what they're doing. And it was my first year. So kind of going back into that rookie freshman process, um, kind of being thrown, thrown into the deep end a little bit, you got to learn to swim, um, learn to keep your head afloat. Um, so that was definitely a big part of pro ball was going back to that, um, rookie mentality and, and trying to, you know, mature and grow just as I did in college. So at UCSB, and I'm going to ask you to describe your experience as a gaucho. And in college ball, a lot of your routine is scripted, and and the coaches are trying to teach you and and develop these habits that deem to be good. And everybody has a different a different philosophy towards what is the right way to get ready, how to eat, how to train, how to prepare, how many reps you're going to get, et cetera, et cetera. And so at the college level, you know, a lot of your routine is scripted and, and kind of set out for you. And the coaches are putting this out there for you to take advantage of. So that being said, in your experience in pro ball, describe your experience as a gaucho, as a player, learning these things, but also the social aspect of it, meeting friends and going through the travel and, and the games and the winning and all that type of stuff. Yeah. You mean just kind of comparing the two? Um, yeah. So yeah, in college, it's, you know, checks brings in, I was 17, you know, he's bringing in 17, 18 year olds and you don't really know what it's like to be on the road and be on your own. And um, I think checks does a great job. Uh, that's just one of the, one of the parts of how he's able to be so consistent is um, he finds good routines for the team and, and make sure that the team stays tight and, um, you know, follows the rules and, um, you know, is able to get their work done every day. And I think I learned a lot from that on what it takes to be a good baseball player. Um, you know, at the pro level, it's not as much about the team um, as it is in college, but definitely uh, what it takes for the team to get ready um, every day, day in and day out. Uh, at UCSB, you learn um, those skills and those habits and you bring them to pro ball. Um, I think being on the road half the time in pro ball, you're on the road definitely more than you are in college. So, um, learning what you need to do on the road, whether you go to the grocery store and what's important to get there. And, um, you know, we bust a lot at UCSB. So I bust a lot in pro ball. We didn't fly anywhere. Um, so just being used to buses and, you know, what I can get done on the bus and best way to rest. 
um, because there is there is just kind of a skill to it to be able to travel that much and still get your rest as best you can and um, you know keep your mind sharp as best you can Um, so definitely a lot of the skills I learned at UCSB I still use in pro ball and I think I'm very thankful for that seeing um, guys who came from high school and got drafted and you know might not know the routines as well um, or just guys who went to other colleges who were maybe a little little looser with kind of how they were treated and you know it kind of shows when you know they might get injured um, a little bit more than I would or some gauchos would um, or you know their routines are kind of faulty to a to a point Um, I'm just thankful that I had a really solid base you know my, my four years at college to get me going for pro ball. Okay, so why do you come back to UCSB to train? And where are you training? Who are you training with? How many hours are you logging, doing baseball activities on a weekly basis in the offseason? Start, start, uh, start with why, with the why. <laughs> I come back for the weather. Um, <laughs> no, nah, as we all do. Uh, I come back because I know that there's going to be a group here um, and there's going to be a facility here. Um and there's just going to be a great environment here to um, train consistently and to have an opportunity to push myself. I think COVID really made me thankful for, um, you know, having just a junior hack or having a field to throw on, um, having a, a cage with a roof over it. Um, just all those kind of things are, are why I come back here. Uh, it's been it was great my first off season and then we had the pause and you know, I wasn't able to have that. And, um, as soon as the season ended and we were allowed to come back, it was a no brainer. Um, so definitely having the guys here, having the facilities. And then uh, we have a, an incredible trainer downtown named Peter Park, who um, has trained multiple Gaucho pros at this point, probably anywhere between eight and 10 um, off and on. So uh, he's, he's awesome. He understands that we come from checks in the program. So he knows that he can challenge us. And then um, he's, he's worked with a lot of big leaguers. Um, and so I trust him and we all trust him. And it's great to be in there and compete in the weight room and, and just kind of be in our own little bubble down there. Um, and then I do a little speed training on the side with a guy named Tom Fitzsimons, who's in Santa Barbara as well. Uh, so I mix him in during the week as well. And it's great to have him and Peter as a combo. And then um, having the cages with the way you and Ferg have, have redone those, the machines in there. And um, man, it looks like a country club. I'm jealous of those guys there. Uh, Yeah. So it's easy to come back and definitely I, I go home for winter break and I go home for a few weeks and I have facilities there, but, um, I really just don't get the quality of work in as I do here. I mean, I'm here anywhere from, I'm working anywhere from three to five hours, um, depending on the day, Monday through Friday, and then maybe some work on the weekends um, if we didn't burn ourselves out during the week. So a lot of, a lot of hours, 20 to 25 hours during the week. And that doesn't include, you know, making sure we eat right and do some mobility in there and um, you know, rest in between in between some of the rounds of golf as well i was gonna get to the golf but you you beat me to it but it's funny ferg is such a baseball junkie when it comes to hitting that 
he shows up to the to the field and if he hears the the crack of the wood bats in the cage like he's maybe going to get some work done and then he'll go and pop his head in and offer some coaching to his old players and it's you know it's been you it's been marcos yang o'connor who else have i seen in there i mean there's pitchers in there there's chris troy he's been here connor dan has been here uh we saw jack dashwood in here there's been a, a a great group of guys that are in there consistently getting their work done uh, jj muno of course who just got married congratulations jj uh maybe even see who else have we seen have i have i have i hit everybody is there anybody else i'm for I'm you've hit here. everybody that's been here this off season I mean, but there's definitely little guys. Nelly and Beebs were in here until that's right. They they moved to Arizona, but um, Noah was here in the past, and we saw some I Noah. Mean, you, we saw some Noah D. I know Kyle threw threw a pen before Christmas. Nelson, so I mean, it's yeah. Any alumni that are listening, it's it's great to see you guys come back, and the the bullpens are in great shape, and and of course the cage. We it, the square footage is the same. The square footage is the same. We've just hashed out some details and and moved some nets around, moved some machines around, and and put the Ferg touch on it, labeling everything, organizing everything, using zip ties, all that good stuff. So it's really dialed. And, and it's great for, for the players, and it's great for you guys, uh, as long as you put everything back wherever you found it. Yeah, that's the issue. I I got a text from Ferg the other day that I left one of the, the one hand <laughs> trainer bats out. So I'm Oops. gonna have to I'm sure I'll have to pay a little fine for that somewhere along the line. But yeah, it's been it's been awesome the way you guys have you know added added all the toys in there, the T V couches and it's it's just I could hang out in there all day. All right, so alumni weekend's coming up. You're gonna be here, you're playing in the golf tournament. Uh, we regret to say that there's no game, but that's been established and we'll hopefully play an alumni game next year, but there will still be a good crowd of gauchos there. So what does alumni week weekend mean to you? You were there two years ago when Yang hit the Homer off of Boone. I believe you were there. Cause that was, was that was there. like one of your first, that was like one of your first game actions coming back from the, uh, from the injury and you got a knock. So, it's been a while, but what does Alumni Weekend mean to you now that you're three years removed from being a gaucho? Yeah, you, you hear the rumor of, of how truly great the, the gaucho alumni community is, and then when you become one, um, you just see it tenfold. Um, you meet all the gauchos within the last you know 20 years, even longer, and they're all just like you are. Um, they're a gaucho through and through and they love being around and um, they'll tell me, you know, they were following me doing this and they're following me doing that. And it's, um, I find myself doing the exact same last year, watching the Arizona regional, you know, on the edge of my seat. Um, It's just, it's definitely an incredible experience to be a part of such a tight knit family, um, especially with how just important the baseball program is to, to this school and, and the people that went there, um, you know, it, it's, it's incredible to have a name on the back of your Jersey, but to have the gaucho name on the front of your Jersey is um, a pretty special experience. And I had a great time a few years ago. It's a bummer. We can't play the game again, but I'm sure we'll make, we'll make some more good memories uh, during the golf tournament. I'm not too worried about, about the fun aspect of it. 
Golf tournament is always a hit. And Tommy Jew, you're always a hit as well. Uh, it's fun seeing you in the cage. We appreciate your time offering your your thoughts and experiences as always. And uh, we hope to see you around the yard. Uh, I'll probably see you tomorrow, probably. And we'll definitely see you at Alumni Weekend. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. It's always a, a pleasure being on. And, you know, if we're not chatting on the podcast, we can always chat in the cage as well. That's right. And maybe on the golf course. And on the golf course. It's been too long. We'll get back out there. Yes, we will. All right. That's Tommy Jew in the St. Louis Cardinals organization, former Gaucho. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. He is a six foot six lefty from San Diego, drafted by the Angels in 2019, second time on the Gaucho 9 podcast. He is, of course, Jack Dashwood. And I've got your Gaucho profile here pulled up, and it's right next to your image on the Zoom here. It's like the exact same, except you have a very tightly crafted beard (laughs) in the Zoom. It's like... It's like you painted it on almost. Like, is this is this new or is this something that you're working with? Like, what's the deal with the beard? It's been a trial and error. Definitely mess around with some things on one day, see what looks good, mess around with something else the other. But definitely keeping it trimmed, uh, trying to look as clean as possible while having a beard has kind of been what's been working for me. Um, so, yeah, try to keep it trimmed, sh- clean shaven on the neck and the cheeks probably every couple of days. But, yeah, this is kind of what I'm rolling with now. And you'd still there's still a little baby face in there oh, on the know. cheeks, the rosy cheeks. The rosy <laughs> cheeks, exactly. <laughs> well, you look good, Jack, and, uh, and thanks for coming on. We saw you a couple weeks ago. You were up in Santa Barbara for uh, wine tasting, of yes. all things. How did that go? It was awesome. I had a great time. I was able to hang out with uh, some old gaucho buddies of Eric Yang, McLean O'Connor, and Chris Lincoln. And we had a grand old time with some good friends, had some good wine, and made some good memories. Where where did you go? We went to Paso Robles. Went to, I, I don't remember the name of the two vineyards we went to, unfortunately, but I do remember the wine being very good. Yeah, it must have been a fun day, if you can't yeah. remember. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Paso Robles, uh, home of Eric Schmidt, former oh. strength and conditioning uh, director. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, okay. That's good to know. I did not know that. He has uh, since moved on to the Memphis Grizzlies. We're having a good season. But we're, we're here to talk about you. So in your, in your gaucho career, we'll run down this really quick. 26 starts, 145 innings pitched, 11-8 and eight record, one complete game in there. 3.53 ERA, 127 strikeouts, and just 26 walks. That's pretty good yeah, in, in two, two full years. And you, do you remember your first start as a gaucho? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Can you uh, just briefly uh, what happened in that game? I'm, I try, I'm not trying to start it on a negative note, but, you know, we've gone only up from there. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. I think I I went into that game thinking that it was going to be 
easy sailing, just kind of like how high school baseball was. I was going to hit fairly quickly in that first inning, just kind of realizing the the talent that the college level has and having to adjust as the game was going on. And also just kind of more than anything, not being used to be, being in an environment like that in quite some time, I think was probably the most hectic part of it all is just because I wasn't used to being a part of something like that. And just having that adrenaline and the feelings that you have while a game's actually going on was something that I think I needed to experience that I completely forgot about. And then, like you said, as time started to move on, it definitely started to get a little bit easier and started to have more control of myself as those games went. So that was, of course, that was against San Diego State. So it was a, a homecoming of sorts. And it was coming off of rehab from from surgery. So you had that, that year off, not off, but that year of rehab. So you had that year removed from the last time you played. So I'm wondering, what did the first game this past summer feel like after having a whole year because of the pandemic break? Was it different, similar? Has, has Did it even cross your mind that you had already had that kind of, quote, experience before? I, I think it kind of helped me a little bit because a lot of my friends who had, you know, had to go through this experience of not playing for over a year, maybe have not been through injuries before and have not been through something like that. And so kind of speaking with them, you could kind of hear in their voices that they, they weren't used to something like this and that they had to get used to the game speed again and all these types of things. And for me, I just kind of, yeah, like reminded myself, like I've already been through something like this before and I, I knew what it was like. And I, I have methods that I feel like help me stay ready mentally and physically as well. Um, so when I had my first outing in pro ball this year, I just, you know, try to remind myself that it's just like any other outing. And all I can focus on is just trying to control what I can control and whatever the outcome may be is what it will be. And fortunately, it, the very first out of the year went really well for me, which I think, you know, got the ball rolling in a really positive way and just try to keep that mindset with the rest of the outings I had during the year. So it was with the uh, Inland Empire 66ers, right? In, yeah. in low A. Was it a start or a relief appearance? Because with the, the 66ers, you made uh, 15 appearances and had four starts. Was your first one a start or did you come out of the pen? Came out of the pen. So I was used in a piggyback role. Um, so it's still kind of like I could be seen as a starter, but also getting used to coming out of the bullpen. Um, so it was a scheduled, basically like split the game in half between one starter and another. And I had the back end of that game. Um, and that kind of seemed to, that's kind of what happened for most of the year, especially down in low A. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was kind of cool because I think on days where you start, you definitely, you know, you have like a routine. You're kind of like thinking about like, OK, you know, the game's in my hand. Whatever ends up happening, you know, is kind of based on like how I do in the beginning. And I think coming out of the pen was a different transition because it was it was it was a time where I'd kind of realized like there's a momentum of the game that's already happening that isn't in my control. And all I can do is just go out there and try to compete when it is my time to go out there. So I think in a way it kind of made it a little bit easier because it's kind of like, you know, 
the momentum of the start of the momentum of the game wasn't as much on myself rather than just going in with what the game was already going on with, you know? I, I, I think I do because yeah. it's, you can plan for when you're coming in. You can get yourself mentally ready, physically ready when it's, you know, when you're coming in, it's not going to be, Oh, is it going to be this hitter or, or is it going to be next inning? Or are you waiting for the call? It's, it's kind of scheduled. So you can kind of treat it like a start. Quote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because it was like there was parts of it where I was like, okay, I'm not – this is something I'm not completely used to, but at the same time it was also something that I was completely used to. So it was a lot of news for me, which I thought was really good. So your full year in 2021 in the summer, so you made three different stops. You were low A, high A, and triple A uh, with the, the Los Angeles Angels organization. And – you pitched 100 innings, 105.2, uh, 108 strikeouts. You had a 7-4 record, 10 starts, and good strikeout-to-walk ratio, which kind of carried over from, from college. You had a good ratio in college, and you were able to throw a lot of strikes, it appears, uh, maybe sometimes too much, too many strikes, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but just 20 walks, um, and, I, and I think a couple of those places probably tough to pitch in. Because I know that that single A California League is in a tough spot, and then you're pitching at elevation in Salt Lake City, and is Tri City in Washington? Yes, Pasco, Washington. Okay, uh, how is that? Because it's is it in like the flatlands of of eastern Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fortunately, in High A, the home field was definitely a pitcher's park for sure. The ball didn't okay. fly there at all. Um, but there's definitely other places that we played in that league where it was more of a hitter's park. Um, and, you know, a lot of the fields were a launch pad and especially in that California league. I don't know. I don't know who designed those parks, but I think there were definitely <laughs> hitters. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely it was interesting to go to different environments and altitudes and try to adjust to what the environment could kind of play into a factor. Um but, you know, at the same time, like, I think from what I learned in my time in Santa Barbara, if I just focus on what I did well, I'd be successful. And if I threw cookies and stuff that didn't move that much, it'd get hit hard. So the game of baseball didn't really change that much. At the beginning of the year, were you anticipating finishing the season in AAA? No. I definitely I, – I had high aspirations of myself. I definitely – believe that I would be successful and that I would be someone in the organization that deserved opportunities to definitely move around and try to prove myself that I deserved to be there. Um, but I would not have guessed that I would have ended the year in AAA. That was definitely a very surreal moment. And did you face any of your former teammates, uh, any former gauchos along the way? Uh, I want to say that you maybe faced Armani and Eugene. I did. I did. Armani uh, hit a nice triple off me off the wall. Um, I didn't. I didn't play with him, but in Triple A, I faced Peter Maris, and nice. I think those might have been the only Gauchos that I played with this year. I got to watch Noah Davis pitch. Um, I watched him carve against our team for probably five or six innings or so, and. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to, like, be around those guys and be able to connect with them and then watch them be able to be successful as well. Well, that's part of the reason why you're on here today. We want to catch up with you 
on your on your summer, your first full professional season, but also it's alumni weekend coming up this weekend and we want to get some perspective on recent graduates and their UCSB experience and what alumni weekend means to them. And so we'll start with, I just want to know about your experience as a gaucho because it, it started off, you know, your rehab in your freshman year and then you have a, a rough year in 18 and then 19 was probably one of the best years ever for UCSB baseball winning the big West championship. So you kind of had a, a rocky, up and down type career. So what was your experience like as a gaucho? Like what made you come there and, and how was it while you were in uniform in the blue and gold? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, my first time ever visiting Santa Barbara was, you know, the second that I got there it was, I was amazed about how beautiful the campus was and it just felt like the right place for me to be the whole time that I was there. Um, I think what stuck out mostly is it was definitely a program at that time when I was getting recruited that Chekets was still building on. And what he had told me is that when I would show up to campus to play baseball there, that it would be a baseball program that many people would want to go play at. And just hearing those words, like I immediately felt trust in him and knew that it was a place that felt right for me to be at. Um, and fortunately, he was completely correct. And I was very happy that it was a place that I was able to have my career. Um, I was able to be around guys day in and day out that I'd call my brothers for life and had moments and experiences with them that I could not even imagine. So very grateful for the opportunity that I had to play baseball there and for the French friendships and memories that I made. Could you pick out? one moment that stood out to you maybe maybe one or two probably on the field winning the big west for sure was definitely a pretty cool against cal poly um just to see like especially from the guys that showed up in my class like to watch the years of like the adversity that we had and have you know having seasons of not being good and being below 500 to then being a top 25 team that had a, a lot, a lot of promise shown and a lot of talent. And I think that it was cool just to see like all our hard work throughout the years of being there. And finally, you know, we were rewarded for, um, and then outside of the field, I mean, I, I can't even think for one moment, there's all those guys are just so special to me and I'm very grateful that for all the memories that they've been able to give me. Were you at the, the previous alumni weekend in 2020? Were you at that? Was that the one where Yang hit the home run? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> An epic moment. Definitely. Really epic. Against, uh, that was the off rod. It was. Can you describe the uh, energy in the dugout? Loud. Um, <laughs> very cheerful. And it was kind of cool to have like, a taste of what it felt like to have a moment like that on the other side of the dugout, you know, but it was almost weird in a way too. Cause it was like watching, watching guys in a Santa Barbara uniform and then someone else hit a home run off them. It's kind of like, Oh, that's not good. But then at the same time, it's just, it's a really cool environment. It was, that was a really cool moment. Okay. Do you play golf? Are you, are you coming to play golf? I'm going to play year? golf, but I'm going to 
be fetching for my ball the whole time. <laughs> who's 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 in your group? It's uh myself, Eric Yang, McLean O'Connor, and Chris Lincoln. Oh, the uh the Paso Robles crew. The Paso Robles crew, exactly. <laughs> Continuing on. Did you guys buy some bottles to bring uh during the day to have uh during the golf tournament? For to bring them down from Paso? I have a bottle that I brought down from Paso. I think most of those bottles ended up getting emptied up in Paso, but I think uh might be a might be a beer day on the course when we get up there. I agree. Save the wine for another time. I agree. Do you swing do you swing it left-handed or right-handed? I do. I swing it left-handed. So that's okay. one of the issues is I actually don't have left-handed clubs right now. So I'm going to uh, see if I can swing righty or something. <laughs> If you do, you're definitely going to be fishing for your ball. I believe that. <laughs> I'm fishing for it if I hit it left-handed regardless. <laughs> just You just got to channel the uh, the batting practice swing. Yes. Right? And it'll be yes. good. I know. Backspinning them out over right field. I keep trying to tell people about that batting practice swing, and they don't believe me. So maybe just channel it. Yeah, it's a good idea. So the off-season – where where have you been training? I know you're in San Diego, Point Loma, right now. Where are you training? Who are you training with? You know, what kind of hours are you putting in? Yeah, so I started going to this gym called One RM with a guy named Bobby Congleton. Um, it's actually a gym that I'd been referred to for quite some time, and just unfortunately never made it to it until this year. Which very happy that. I've been able to go train there. Um, it's been a lot of guys that I grew up in San Diego with just playing along for throughout the years that are also now in professional baseball. There's a, there's some guys with like the New York Yankees, the Reds, the White Sox, um, Cubs, Cardinals, all over. A lot of just really talented baseball players that are very exceptional athletes as well. Um, it's a really, really cool environment. It's a place where, you know, he pushes for you to be your best and he does everything at a very high intensity and expects, expects a lot out of you. But what you get in return is definitely very rewarding. Um, so it's been, you know, the environment that I've been with those guys has been very, very cool. It definitely gained some athleticism and some strength, starting to see it transition into the baseball field a little bit. Um, but it's a lot of work. I, I train Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then on top of that, I have some physical therapy stuff, like some preventative rehab that I do, um, as well as the throwing on top of that. So, you know, probably six days out of the week, I'm pretty full go on, on the training, but just smile every day, which is really cool. We get, you're, you're doing baseball. It's your career. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, there's, there's there's moments where I catch myself like in the middle of catch play where I'm like, this is considered my work right now is like me just playing like I'm just playing catch with my friend. And it's it's really, really cool. Have you picked up any part time jobs to, to make some extra money? I tried out doing Uber Eats delivery. Really? I made one delivery. I made six dollars off of it. <laughs> um I probably drove for like 45 minutes doing it. So I was like, okay, I don't really know if this is worth it. Hmm. Um, I think with, with where I'm at in my career right now, 
um, and how things are going, at least for this offseason. I'm just very devoted to doing everything towards baseball. Um, I think next offseason, I'll definitely start looking into getting some sort of job on the side. I think kind of have a better idea next year, too, with my timing on what I would be able to do and kind of get an idea of like what would be a good side job to have. But for the moment, just focusing on baseball and trying to get the best version out of myself from it. That's a good place to be. I like where your head's at. I like where your beard's at. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you're looking good and I'm, I'm excited to see you uh, as we all are excited to see you and the rest of the Gauchos this weekend uh, on campus. Yeah. Along that weekend. Yeah. So, great time. Yeah. I uh, appreciate the time, Jack. And um, we'll see you soon. Sweet. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you to our great sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen, a guy with a truck, junk removal, and smart office interiors. And thank you to Tommy and Jack for sitting down and reminiscing about their gaucho careers and, of course, their uh, great summers in professional baseball. Okay. First gaucho game. On the road, opening day is February 18th against the Dons of University of San Francisco. That is where the Gauchos will be to kick off their 2022 season before opening up at home against Nevada on February 25th. We should have a couple more podcasts before that. The next one planned is with three freshmen, three incoming freshmen. We'll have Justin Trimble, Xander Darby, and Latre McCollum on the pod next time uh those guys have kind of developed this nice little uh union uh they've gelled very well together uh three first year players for the gauchos so we'll have those three for the next podcast and we are looking forward to the start of this baseball season which is only four weeks away so uh, we hope you enjoyed this pod we hope to see you at alumni weekend and we will talk to you very soon here on this episode uh not on this episode we're done with this episode, but on the next episode, of the Gatch Night Podcast. Have a great week.